In the news this week, the Prime Minister commits to reviewing controversial sex ed materials in schools, MPs strike down a move to make it clear that people are free to pray silently in abortion clinic censorship zones, and record-breaking premature twins celebrate their first birthday. Hello. Prime Minister Rishi Sunak is committed to bringing forward a review of statutory guidance on relationships and sex education. It comes after he was presented with a letter signed by 50 MPs and a 130-page report documenting unsuitably sexually explicit teaching resources. An investigation led by Miriam Cates MP revealed inappropriate materials have been in use since at least 2019, when the Department for Education issued guidance in consultation with LGBT lobby group Stonewall. Since June last year, the department has promised at least four times to write to schools to emphasise the rights of parents to see materials taught to their children, but has so far failed to do so. The Prime Minister made the pledge in response to a question from Cates, who called for an independent inquiry into the nature and extent of the safeguarding scandal. Graphic lessons on oral sex, how to choke your partner safely, and 72 genders. This is what passes for relationships and sex education in British schools. Across the country, children are being subjected to lessons that are age-inappropriate, extreme, sexualising and inaccurate, often using resources from unregulated organisations that are actively campaigning to undermine parents. This is not a victory for equality, it is a catastrophe for childhood. Will my right honourable friend honour his commitment to end inappropriate sex education by commissioning an independent inquiry into the nature and extent of this safeguarding scandal? Can I say I I share my honourable friend's concerns and thank her for her work in this area. Uh, That's why I've asked the Department for Education to ensure that schools are not teaching inappropriate or contested content in RSHE. Our priority should always be the safety and well-being of children, and schools should also make curriculum content and materials available to parents. Uh, As a result of all of this, we are bringing forward a review of RSHE statutory guidance and and will start our consultation as soon as possible. The Institute's Head of Education, John Denning, is with me now. John, thank you for joining me. What's your take on this? Well, it was always obvious that without very clear safeguards enforced by Ofsted, that the agenda of sexual radicals would end up pushing its way into schools. And it really is a scandal that this has been allowed to happen. But it's great to see that the tireless efforts of Miriam Cates and others continually raising this in Parliament has forced politicians to take their heads out of the sand and recognise what is happening and is leading to action. But we're not there yet. Um, We need to keep praying that this review is both thorough and rapid and leads to real change on the ground in schools. John, thank you. A move to make it clear that the freedom to pray silently near an abortion centre is protected under law has been struck down by the House of Commons. Seeking to amend provisions outlawing peaceful protest outside abortion centres in England and Wales, a group of MPs tried to clarify that a person engaged in consensual communication or silent prayer within a censorship zone would not be committing an offence. But Andrew Lewis' amendment, backed by MPs including Fiona Bruce, Miriam Cates, Nick Fletcher, Carla Lockhart and Sir Edward Lee, was defeated in the Commons by 299 votes to 116. Prior to the debate and vote, pro-life campaigner Isabel Vaughan Spruce was arrested for the second time for silently praying within a council-imposed censorship zone. 
Her previous case was dismissed after the CPS failed to offer any evidence of breaking the rules for a Birmingham censorship zone. Can I please ask you to step away from here and step outside the exclusion zone? But you've said you're engaging in prayer, which is the offence. No, but you are still engaging in prayer. It is an offence. I disagree. Okay then. So you would rather that uh, you be arrested and taken away than stand outside the exclusion zone? Is that what you're saying? Yes. The Duke of Sussex has been widely criticised for suggesting that taking illegal drugs is a good way to cope with mental health problems. Speaking to Dr Gabor Mate, an advocate for the decriminalisation of drugs, Prince Harry claimed cannabis and the hallucinogenic ayahuasca helped him deal with trauma. NHS psychiatrist Dr Max Pemberton accused the Prince of wading into the debate on mental health with reckless ignorance, oblivious to the facts and the catastrophic effects his words could have. Fiona Spargo-Mabs, whose son died from an accidental drug overdose, accused Harry of unhelpfully reinforcing the false notion that drugs are going to help them with stuff that is really difficult. And TV presenter Kirsty Olsop, an outspoken critic of celebrity drug use, observed, If you have a vast platform, you don't mouth off about using illegal drugs, the trade which kills people. And finally, the world's most premature twins to survive have been recognised by Guinness World Records. Born in Canada at 22 weeks, with a combined weight of just £1.10 ounces, Adia and Adriel Nadaraja have been acknowledged as the lightest twins at birth. When mum Shakina went into labour at 21 weeks, doctors told her there's no possibility that they're going to survive. Mount Sinai Hospital agreed to resuscitate the babies, but only if they were born at 22 weeks, even saying it would be a death sentence if they were born earlier. But just 15 minutes into week 22, she gave birth to the twins, who were discharged five months later following complications. We're amazed that our twins have the record title, but beyond that, I think what we're really happy about and passionate about is that um, this is going to help push the dialogue on viability. Mm -hmm. We do hope that this is a record that gets broken and yeah. signifies that progress is being made in terms of babies that can be resuscitated even at much earlier gestations and, and yeah. recognizing that life begins so much earlier than we might know at this point today. Well, that's all for this week. For regular updates and information on all of our stories, plus much more, visit our website at christian.org.uk. Until next time, goodbye.